meeting the people in your community. Here's Lisa Kay with Talk of the Town. Back on KTOE, it's Talk of the Town on a finally Friday. We've got our master gardeners back in studio. Kind of get the uh, garden in full swing. My goodness, people are loud here in the building, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joyce and Kim joining us. How are you doing? I mean, among, uh, among the noise. Happy Friday. We're I'm good. I'm real good. Good. Well, yeah, happy Friday to you. Uh, we're talking a little bit today about what's going on in the garden. I've been picking. I got my first ripe tomato off the vine. I've been watching oh. mine. They're getting mm-hmm. close. I mean, I got the cherry tomatoes okay. a couple weeks yeah. ago, but mine, like the first big one. Yeah. I'm happy for you. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've got green ones, but nothing even. And we just so desperately need rain that, mm-hmm. you know, you can, with most vegetables and flowers for that matter, with watering, you can do okay they really want the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> we just desperately yep. need rain. It seems that they perform so much better. We talked about this last oh, yeah. time with yeah. actual rain, with the nutrients and the minerals that come from the sky. Yeah, yeah and I was looking at it too, because I was like not real super educated on that. But like even like our house water or our hose water, it's filtered. And so it's got other chemicals in it, like bleaches and stuff and softeners. And that's part of the problem too. Mm-hmm. So it's not that the rain just also has more nutrients and stuff in it, but it's that the others have chemicals and softeners in them. So do either of you have a rain barrel at your homes? No, I don't, but I have kind of want one. Can we, can we plug my new garden? I put a garden out in Madison Lake. um, That's all native plants right along the North shore park. um, And that has a rain barrel on it. Okay. Um, And so we've been pretty excited about that, 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 you know, because it's right by the lake. Now, obviously, we haven't had any rain to be like, oh, it's beneficial, but. But sometimes. We have a rain Sometime, barrel out yeah. there. <laughs> you I know, don't have one in my yard yet. What I was, I think maybe we, maybe we talked about this or I was talking to somebody about this. Maybe it wasn't you guys. Um, you know, rain barrels are like a, a really good idea as long as the water is not coming directly off like an asphalt right, yeah. chemical yep. roof. You did mention yeah. that. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, again, no, I don't have a rain barrel. It would be a good idea, but um, not for vegetables anyway. So mm-hmm. it would be yeah. just for, for, for flowers. And I guess um, I just have, haven't done that. And <laughs> I'm not really sure why. It just hasn't come around. Right. Same. But do you know what I do? I'm such a messy gardener. If you came to my yard, it is not like the arboretum quality. Mine is like eclectic and messy. I've got like Menards buckets or like just oh yeah the pails. Just put out? But yeah. I just set them out and they're all along my raised bed. So if it downpours, that you know, the day that we're praying for that happens <laughs> when it rains, they're out there ready to just collect all that water. We do need some rain. Yes. So I noticed uh, that um, I'm getting, I, things look a little bit thirsty. Yeah. But also, I think when it when the rain comes, it makes it easy to weed. Oh, yeah. It makes yeah, exactly. it really easy to weed. Yes. I think yes. We, Kim and I were talking off the air. It's, you know, be careful what, you, what you're praying for here. Right. Because- <laughs> In May, remember, we thought it was never going to warm up and it was never going to quit raining. And it's just like the faucet turned off. Yep. And and now what I'm concerned about is because the weather patterns are so unusual is that it's going to rain. We're going to get six inches. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be just like an inch or like the amount we need. It's going to be a dump because the weather patterns have changed so dramatically. And 
you know, people can think or believe what they want. That's all climate change. It just is. <laughs> there's no mm-hmm. there's no doubt about that. We'll get like eight inches, 10 inches all at once, mm-hmm. and it'll just be Ugh. hard to, you know, manage that and waterlogged everywhere. I and hate to even think about that. What do we I do know. for, for um, weed control right now? I've, a couple of years ago, this is year two for me, where I have brought um, the organic oat straw and have spread that all over my garden as a mulch, mm-hmm. which has that. worked really well. Yeah, um, isn't it amazing how quick it cuts back on what's emerging from the ground? Mm-hmm. So what we do, because we don't spray our gra- our yard, our grass that we have, we live along a wetland, so we let our grass kind of grow. Our neighbor's is beautiful and looks like a ballpark. Um, but where ours is, we let it grow. And then, you know, we've talked about that too with cutting your grass. We cut it you know, a third, a third of it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't kill it. But when we do that, then we go back again in a couple of days and we'll cut it again. Well, then we end up with like literally a pile of clippings. Right. And I'll just take those and I'll put those in my pollinator garden. I'll put them in my other garden, put them in, up in the front garden. I had done that before I got the oat straw, but yeah. I cannot believe how that cuts back so much on what's emerging. What, you know, what I was going to say about it, people don't realize how important it is to, even if you work on it a little bit every day, to keep the weeds under control. Yes. Because think if you, the big thing to think about in a year like this is the weeds are competing with your plants that you want, whether mm-hmm. it's flowers or vegetables or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're competing for the moisture and the nutrients. And if, and weeds seem to do better than the stuff that we, that we, they're more, they can survive more drought. They can survive usually more more mm-hmm. conditions are too wet. And they basically will take over. And if you don't keep at it, um, and there's lots of chemicals and stuff that you can use, but the best the best solution really is hand pulling, unless you have acres and acres and acres. That can be a and go slow issue. and go slow. Like if you've got a thistle or something, those hurt, but go slow and get the whole root. Right. I well, think that's key. I think another important thing about weeds is, is it's, it, this seems a little silly, but mm-hmm. it, but it, you really should get to know your weeds. Know what's what, what grows just from a seed, what what the birds planted, mm-hmm. um, what what's rhizomes. You know that's growing under the ground. That if if uh, in a, another one that is a just a, a horrible horrible weed is purslane because mm-hmm. when you pull, it's so easy to pull. Yeah, it's got these little shallow roots. Yeah, if you leave one teeny teeny root. In the ground, the next day, literally, you're going to have another big purslane plant. And mm-hmm. purslane is low growing, but it basically can take over everything. Right. It just spreads out, and mm-hmm. that's one that you just have to keep on top of. That you you just can't let it go. And like I said, there's a lot of chemicals. If you have to, if if things are so weedy that you have to resort to chemicals, there are some that are fairly safe for the environment. But yeah, I, I've said this a hundred times on this show. Read the labels. Right. More is yeah, not better. Law. Some are some are not going to harm our pollinators. They're they're more natural ingredients that you can use. And there's a lot of you know a lot of these old wives' tales, these home remedies. Some of those actually work. You know, like people use like vinegar, and mm-hmm. vinegar will kill um, dandelions, for example. And that's true; it will. Hmm. But then some of those things are years ago, and I'm talking probably in the last 15 years. There was this big thing. Corn gluten, that'll take care of Creeping Charlie. Just spread corn gluten on and you won't have to worry and it'll it'll take care of it. All we, that was all over the place. Uh, people were rec- you know recommending that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found after a few years, you know, more research was done and it was like, 
you could have just sprinkled flour. It made no difference. It did oh, not okay. impact. It did not impact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, didn't work. So. I got my husband one of these tools called a grandpa's weeder. Yeah. And it's like a stick with a prong on the end yeah, of it. Those work. And yeah. And he has been going around. Every time I go to the garden, he'll follow me with his stick. And I'm like, you've turned into that guy yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it pulls it out from the root. Yeah. Yep. And so that's. Um, and it makes it so easy too. Amazon, it was like, I don't know, under $30 or something yeah. like yep. that. But it's, it's like a broom handle with a metal prong on the end. Yeah, those absolutely yep. work. Yeah. But you don't, you know, part of it is you just have to, um, you know, bend over and pull the weeds. But one thing that I was going to say that I, my husband got me a few years ago was this kind of a garden bench. You can either turn it into a oh, kneeler yeah. or you can sit on it. Just bought one. And, yep. and you know, <laughs> yep. when he got it for me, it was a Christmas present, you know, because I've been a gardener forever and I thought, I really don't need a bench. But, you know, it's okay. Well, now I wouldn't, I, I use it every day. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so, yeah. it's so, you can garden and be pretty old and be successful. You just can't, they, we always laugh about, okay, you kneel down on the ground and what crane is going to pick you up, up, you know? Yeah. So, that bench is it's got it's, handles it's got handles yeah. you just push yourself right up and so i was strongly recommend the garden bench and I just saw they're a, not even expensive no huh? i think i think mine was it was under 50 dollars. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i just saw a thing too where somebody was using like um knee pads like contractors knee pads yep, that's what we have out of the just farm mm-hmm. put them on and then you don't you know because some of us are you know limited on energy levels or abilities and that's something that you just put them on and then you don't have to be you know moving with your arm your little pillow or whatever you've got or like even a piece of plywood Mm -hmm. and then you're not down in the wood chips and stuff and that's a little easier and more sturdy Uh, ground with a towel on it or something any any big box store hardware they sell they actually sell a little plastic knee like a square a a kneeler thing and you can just move that around and you you know because you can't can't really kneel on wood chips i mean you can but not very yeah. for very long it's not very comfortable no. yeah and that's why i recommend the straw the straw is amazing there yes. are lots of little helpers that'll but it's really really important to keep those weeds under control our master gardener is in on talk of the town today joyce wilcox kim nielsen is here as well uh we're going to talk about what's happening already in the garden things that are already in production um i mentioned that i got my first tomato i've been picking cucumbers daily Mine are not, mine are slow. Okay. We've been busy and we've been gone a lot. So the watering, like I, you know, we were talking about this and the drought and not getting rain. I have been almost running a science experiment again this year where I'm just trying to teach the plants that they're not going to get a whole lot of water. And I You're don't want to get some bitter cucumbers. I don't right? want to baby them, <laughs> but I've been going around and every time I come home, my better half's been out there watering them oh, there and taking go. care of them. And they're still tiny. Oh, okay. But well. I haven't put any fertilizer or anything down either. So, well, we got ours planted kind of late. Our cucumbers, we yep. don't have any yet. Um, but I'm come op- to my house. I'm optimistic. Yes. You can come to my house and take mine because I'm like I. I was at the point yesterday. I'm like, wait, I have too many. What now. do I do with this? Now I have too many, and you always miss that one yeah. back in the garden. You oh. miss one. You have to keep picking. The turns to the giant dinosaur. Yes. <laughs> the Franken cuke. You have to keep picking because it will tell the plant it's done. If you let oh, that one yeah, go to you seed, have to, you really yep. have to have to. Even if you're just going to throw them away, pick them. Yep. Can you tell me about pruning cucumbers at all? Do you do this? Have you well, seen it? What what you really need to do is uh, nip off some of the flowers, mm-hmm. and you know you if you nip off some of the flowers just kind of randomly, 
the other cucumbers will get more of the nutrients, more okay. of the moisture. So they can feed they, that they, one. They, so it can feed. It's the same thing like with watermelons, cantaloupe, any of those melon. Mm-hmm. You, know, you really Do you really need 30, 30 watermelons? Probably not. <laughs> but if you if you kind of pick and choose, yeah. and it's it's important <laughs> to pull off the blossoms before they ever can turn into a melon. Okay, I can and probably that, eat thirty watermelon. Juice. Well, but you can't. They don't. You can't <laughs> store them. You can't exactly can a watermelon. And, well, I guess you can freeze. You can freeze watermelon, but who's got walk-in freezers at right, home? I mean, right, it's like right. you don't really have the space for See, that. See, this goes back to when we were talking about how we need an extra fridge and an extra freezer. I for bought all another our freezer. Needs. There's another freezer at my house now. See, oh, I have two freezers and two refrigerators yeah. i mm-hmm. do good and you know put that on I, your christmas wish list for your garden i couldn't i couldn't live without that second refrigerator during the during the produce season what yeah. would, you know you just have to oh we're coming into that oh my goodness i use oh it better be cleaned out oh, better yeah. Be, yeah. yeah so um we're <laughs> i'll bro- help you clean it out broccoli and cauliflower uh, are things we're going to talk are we talking about freezing these the only thing that i've frozen so far is, well, we've been getting peas and beans. I shouldn't say that, but um, I did not plant broccoli and cauliflower at my house. It's at the farm. Sure. Um, but I've been freezing raspberries. Yeah. Those are like crazy. And do once you I freeze have a- them individually? Like that's always nope. the way I do it is on a cookie sheet and I'll freeze the strawberry individually or the raspberry. I, and Or you can mash them up even. See, I do. I'm making jam with these. Oh. So I've been I've been freezing them by like gallon bags, cups of yes. them and throwing them in the freezer until I have enough to warrant like a giant. Yeah. Yeah. When you know you're going to make a jam or a jelly mm-hmm. out of them, that's fine. But like we even do like smoothies and stuff throughout the year. So oh, okay. we would individually like we would clean them off and then just put them on the cookie sheet with a little parchment paper and they individually freeze. So then they stay nice. Mm-hmm. And they don't get, then I can vacuum seal them and they don't get a lot of like, you can end up with um, freezer burn. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't yeah. think of the word freezer burn. <laughs> yeah. A lot of snow on them. Right. So you yeah. don't want that. It, that Yeah, and that still doesn't always taste good either. No, <laughs> but no. With regarding broccoli and cauliflower, I think what some people maybe don't realize and maybe maybe they do, they, they freeze beautifully. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. but the thing you need to do is to do it correctly. They need to be blanched. Blanch them for two minutes, put them in a bowl of ice water, you know, and just quickly to make them stop cooking. And then you just like put them in a colander and, you know, shake off some of the water, freeze them on a cookie sheet, literally open like that for till they get firm and then bag them up. And you, when you bring that broccoli or cauliflower back out of the freezer, it's, it, it's beautiful and it's delicious. And you Mm -hmm. can't, in my mind, there's nothing more delicious than like um, fresh broccoli, like just steamed broccoli or broccoli with fresh you know a stir fry or something like mm-hmm. that but the problem that we have with broccoli is we get too much of it and i don't want it to go away and you can't just plant one broccoli plant because <laughs> like give it to me <laughs> what what if you you know if you can you know, plants die stuff happens cutworms mm-hmm. so you don't want to just plant one but we always get more than we can use so i've had really really good success freezing it right i feel like so. that's the truth with all our veggies we always get more than like the abundance that you get from one plant, and you're like, "Why did I plant twelve of these to share?" That's right. Well, yeah. And you know, the local food banks, fun. the food shelves, will generally always take fresh, fresh produce. Mm-hmm. People, yeah. Oh my gosh! If you're getting there, an abundance, share it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll always sometimes, you know, uh, 
there's certain things I th- I think they get more cucumbers than they can actually use or zucchini because you get or zucchini you right. get so much <laughs> right so I haven't got the zucchini yet in production but these cucumbers talk to me a little bit about how to store those once I pick them if I'm not making pickles I want to know how uh, like the fridge life do I leave them on the counter what's going on at- well they definitely should be refrigerated the best yeah. thing to do is to just you know to pick them. Um, and just you take, wash them? No, I've heard, no, okay. you should never I wash think those them. Those ones, yeah, you don't you, want you, to. You just you want to take, you know, put them on your counter or whatever. Take a clean paper towel, wipe them off completely, and let them just sit for a little bit till they get to like room temperature. Because if you got a cucumber from a hot garden, you know, it's hot outside. That heat, if you put it in a bag, put the cucumber in a bag, Steams. that heat will start. It'll produce moisture, and you're oh. going to get. You don't want to do that. So you want them about at room temperature. Wipe them off completely nice and dry and put them in um you know just a, a plastic bag and and poke a few holes in the bag like you would see like say if you buy cucumber in the grocery store mm-hmm. or, or not cucumber if you buy celery you know the bag right. has that or apples have a few put a few air holes in there and they cucumbers fresh cucumbers will store in the refrigerator for about a week okay and not not yeah, much not longer too than long. that. yeah but you got to make sure and plus if your bag your bag that you've got them in seems to getting getting gaining moisture take them back out and wipe them off or the other thing that my mother always used to do that was very effective she would just take a fold up a paper towel and put it in the bag and that would kind of absorb some of the moisture okay moisture is an enemy of, of things like cucumbers or zucchini or but those things, if at all possible, always need to be refrigerated. Just leaving them on the counter, you've got about a day of life, mm-hmm. and then they... But that's not the same with tomatoes, right? No, tomatoes should never be refrigerated. <laughs> that's that's the other piece. All the rules. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, people wouldn't just snatch, you wouldn't know that. How would you know that right. unless you yeah. read it someplace or somebody yeah. told you? But tomatoes should never be refrigerated. What happens, Joyce, when they're refrigerated? Is it the flavor changes or it explodes flavor, the cells in the there? The flavor changes dramatically on tomatoes. Plus, they start to uh, they, they start to I want, almost want to say decompose. Yeah, you like know, it explodes their yeah, inner yeah, cells, doesn't yeah. it? Their cell they walls and stuff. They yeah, they don't they don't want to be refrigerated. Mm. It's kind of like in the fall of the year when it starts to, it didn't freeze yet, but it's really cold and you've got tomatoes on the vine yet and you pick them. Those tomatoes are, they're a little weird. They, they don't taste quite right and it's the chill that causes sure. the, 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 the molecular change. change or the cellular change in the tomato itself. So the other thing that tomatoes will do, which is really strange, okay, there's all kinds of seeds inside of a tomato and right. that's those those seeds will start to germinate inside I've of the tomato. I've seen that before. Me too, it, looks, where it looks like a chia pet. Weird. Well, well, they're not, it's not, I would looked. I saw that, oh my God, this is really strange. I had some store-bought tomatoes this past winter and that happened. And so I was like looking into it and it's not dangerous. You can eat those kind of mm-hmm. tomatoes, but it's the ick factor. That's weird. That, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't. But you know, I don't think you can, any tomatoes that you buy in the store obviously weren't picked yesterday. I mean, yeah. they, they've had to be shipped and everything else. And tomatoes will ripen after they're picked. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes from the grocery store tomatoes, which is all we can get uh, in the wintertime, they're not they're not vine ripen and they don't have the flavor that you're looking for. Let's just in our last minute here mention the fact that if you are going out to pick tomatoes and you know that there's a rain coming, you should probably do that before. You pick before. the tomatoes before the rain comes. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, you catch them right before, and you don't and you don't want to be any of your plants. Hopefully, we're going to get all kinds of rain this afternoon. Yes. You don't want to be working around your garden right after a rain because if there is some 
disease or, or fungus or anything around that's on one plant and you, you the water can move it to another plant. Mm-hmm. With your hands, you can move it to another mm-hmm. plant okay. and not even know it. So you should be stay out of the garden right after a rain is, is the best. But before advice. you pick your tomatoes and then let them ripen on exactly. your counter. Yeah, even if they're almost just blushing, you can pick them yeah. and just let them ripen on the counter. Otherwise, they will split. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's sad. It is. Always good advice from the Master Gardeners in studio with me today, Joyce Wilcox, Kim Nielsen. Thank you so much. Good Happy to see Friday. you again. Yeah. Happy Friday to you.